1: President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have
0: leverage over him.
1: Before we get to our guest, I wanted to talk to you about something that's really important to me, which is privacy. Moving money around, moving information, sending messages in today's world with Web 3.0 coming down the pike. Privacy is very critical, especially to a journalist like myself. Utopia P2P is a complete privacy ecosystem. It's a 360 degree approach to privacy, includes everything you need to move information or value around the world. It includes a encrypted messenger service, an email platform, and cryptocurrency payment system. It's fully decentralized, so it's not on any main server. It's based on blockchain, so it's distributed. It has an unmatched level of security. It has a feature rich toolkit on the system uh, that supports 28 languages. There's a very low barrier to entry, and it also supports Bitcoin and also their coin internally. So if you're looking for a way to move information and money around the world where you don't want prying eyes uh, looking at what you're doing, go to Utopia P2P and have complete privacy on their system. And now let's get to our guest. Welcome back to Information Operation. We're on the road again. Be back in the studio soon. We have a favored guest with us today, uh, Garland Favorito, who is the head of VoterGA.org. The news is coming fast and furious on election fraud out of Georgia, and Garland is here to give us the latest. Welcome, Garland.
0: Well, thanks to to be back, uh, and congratulations on your new uh, uh, endeavor into married life.
1: Oh, thank you very much. So uh, the thing that hit recently was the uh, CISA uh, brief that was filed against releasing the report that was in Judge Totenberg's uh, hands, I, I should, for lack of a better word. Can you give us a kind of 30,000-foot overview of that case? I know you've told us before, but what happened and where is it now?
0: Yeah, so um, I just read the brief literally minutes before we came on, this, uh, mm-hmm. on the show. And um, it's basically... You know, it's trying to uh, oppose it, but what it really does, it just says, hold on, Uh, we need to look at this and see what can be redacted or or not. Um, You know, the bottom line is that the Secretary of State's office is supposed to secure elections. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what's in the report. The Secretary of State should have, uh, you know, the the security in place so that no one can hack. Um, So there's, you know, there really is nothing that cannot be released to the public. Yeah. This is all just a a ruse to continue to hide a corrupt, hackable uh, election system. Uh, And
1: for the the audience's uh, sake, this was a report that it was generated during a case in 2019 where Judge Totenberg literally said the voting systems in Georgia were illegal because they were not they didn't have the ability to provide an authenticated ballot or verified ballot in your terms, correct?
0: Right. They accumulated votes out of the QR code, which is Mm -hmm. a a violation to Georgia law to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, And the secretary of state has tried to defend that. And the the, judge Totenberg has said that they're quote, not credible, unquote. And they, and judge Totenberg already banned the old system in the state of Georgia. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now these expert witnesses, there's been quite a few expert witness reports that have come out from Professor Haldeman up in Michigan mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. as well as uh, Dr. Philip Stark um, uh, over in uh, Berkeley, California, and uh, Harry Hursty, you know, the a leading cybersecurity expert in the country. They're all saying that the system is hackable, it's got some issues, and and then um, Dr. Haldeman follows that up with a, a long, long report that is now, uh, the judge decided to seal, uh, which I thought was kind of bizarre. You know, you would mm-hmm. want, you know, you want, number one, you want the security uh, vulnerabilities to be available so the Secretary mm-hmm. of State can fix them if they, in fact, they exist. And the Secretary of State won't even read the report. It's redacted. He's denied it. Then there was a a, uh, uh, a secretary of state in Louisiana, I believe, at, requested that that report be released. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly...
1: Because because they were trying to sell the machines again into Louisiana, right? And, and they so- said, well, we want to see the report. And the federal government is saying, well, no, you don't want to see this report.
0: Well, yeah, so Brad Raffensperger suddenly, uh, who has been fighting the release of this report, then suddenly said, oh, well, okay, it's, he... Brad, what was really funny about this is Brad Raffensperger called on Alex Halderman to release the report. Well, Halderman had already requested the judge uh, to release the report back in October. And Raffensperger's uh, spin doctors at the press office of the Secretary of State tried to pretend that Raffensperger is now calling for the release of a report when in reality he had been blocking it all along. It's the classic, uh, these, these people are so evil and so corrupt that they can't, they don't even know the difference between the truth and a lie. Yeah. So, so Rammensperger has been fighting this report release and now, uh, you know, Haldeman's been trying to get it released and now all of a sudden Ramsburger is saying, well, okay, he's he flipped over and said, okay, yeah, let's release it because of the Secretary of State of Louisiana, as you said, Um Time. And now it's on, now it's down to CISA. Mm-hmm. So now CISA is trying to fight the release of it. And uh, because CISA is on record as saying that this is the most uh, safe, uh, most secure, secure election in American history. Right. Uh, this is Christopher Krebs. I think that's probably the biggest lie that's ever been told to the American people. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, And he's a
1: former head of CISA, which is, do you know what the acronym stands for? It's cyber security or something? Yeah, Cyber
0: Information Security Agency, I think.
1: Okay. So that's a huge story in itself. But Garland, you've got several cases working their way through the system, as always. Give us an update on the attempts in Fulton County to scan the 140,000 ballots that are in a warehouse that you think a large percentage are counterfeit.
0: Well, our case was finally docketed mm-hmm. uh, just um, last. Uh, this is the
1: appeal, right?
0: Yeah, our appeal. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. Our appeal was finally docketed uh, last week. And we had to track down what the problem was. It was an amazing problem. Uh, the nutshell of this case right now is that our case was is now docketed in the Court of Appeals. The other two plaintiffs case, they appealed to the Georgia Supreme Court. Their right. case their case was docketed right away, but the court has ruled that they should not be hearing the case because it's a matter of law, not of equity, and they have they've um moved it to the Court of Appeals with us. So mm, interesting. Yeah. Which is what
1: you thought all along, right? Exactly. That's why you went your own way.
0: Mm. Right, which is, that's why we went straight there okay. um, because it was um, it was the the issue that the were that's appealable is an issue of law, it's not of equity, therefore we had to go to the Court of appeals. I would have preferred to go to the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court you know won't won't hear that at least not yet uh so okay. so what we found out though is we couldn't figure out why our case was never docketed, and what's been going on, so we kept uh hounding Fulton County court. And then they finally, um, they sent us a, a, an email saying that you need to change the parties before we transmit this case. There's a problem. So we amended the amended it and changed the parties the way that they wanted it. Um, and they still, you know, we didn't hear from and we couldn't understand why they haven't sent us the bill to transmit the case. Now the bill's like 2700 bucks, 2800 mm-hmm. bucks. To transfer that case record up to the Court of Appeals. So we asked, you we know, why have and we found this. Finally, I had to go down there to try to figure out what happened. And they had sent the cost bill, which we have only 20 days to pay, mm-hmm. to, um, to the uh, wrong attorney. Ah. And the fifth, you know, we caught this on the 15th day. We had five days left. I actually literally had to go down there, find out what happened. Go up to the bank. Walked up to the bank in downtown Atlanta. Got a cashier's check cut. Took it back down to the to the uh, Fulton County's uh, clerk. She recorded the check and then I hand walked the receipt up to the Court of Appeals. Mm -hmm. And I asked them, "How did this happen?" Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I didn't have a video running, which I should have. And I said, "How did you know? How did you send?" They found out. we, We found out. They sent the court the bill, the cost bill to the wrong attorney, not our attorney, Todd um, Harding, mm-hmm. who was on there. they sent it to another attorney who was representing the plaintiffs, mm-hmm. uh, the, other, the other two plaintiffs. And then on top of that, they sent it to their wrong address. It was an address that that attorney had uh, a long time ago uh, a couple of jobs ago, and which they had no way to even find out what that, uh, that address was. So I asked, how did you send it to the wrong attorney? Mm-hmm. And then I asked, well, how did you send it to the wrong address of that attorney? So you had to make two mistakes, not just one. Right. And, you know, they could explain, well, well, we sent it because she had filed the notice of of, of entry for all parties. And, uh, of course, that wasn't correct. It should have been just for their, those two parties. And then they um, fi- they somehow found this other address that she had years ago, even though her address is on our certificate of service, because we, as a courtesy, gave her a copy of it. Mm -hmm. uh, And we found that uh, they sent it to this old address that she had from a long time ago. And even though her real address was literally on the certificate of service on the second page of our amended complaint that they wanted. So they actually went out of their way to try to prevent us from getting that appeal uh, done.
1: These aren't the droids you're looking for. Interesting.
0: (laughs) It's unreal. So uh,
1: that's the corruption you're fighting down there in in the peach state. So walk us through your news conference recently. That was also a blockbuster uh, that you broke uh, against Secretary Ravensburger.
0: Yeah. So uh, Secretary Ravensburger wrote this letter back on January 6th of 2021, that infamous date saying that the president and his lawyers had lied about the uh, election results and their election integrity claims in Georgia, Uh, that none none of it was true. So we, and of course, when he wrote this letter, he withheld all of the information from three different investigations that were held in December by the Georgia General Assembly, withheld every single ounce of that information, and withheld the report that the Senate Subcommittee uh, uh, for Judiciary made, withheld all that information, and wrote to the Vice President of the United States, two uh, uh, representatives, like Jody Heisen, um, Barry Lautenbach, and uh, the Senate at that time, which was Loeffler. And he wrote and told them that there was, and there was nothing wrong; they were all lying. Well, we decided to do uh, a point-by-point refutation of that. One of our members, Bob Kuba, who who uh, presented with me, said, "Hey, why don't you know? We need to refute this." And I looked at it and said, "Well, yeah, you know what? You're right. We never did refute this, and it's, it's got a bunch of false information on it because um, I didn't know how much at the time, but we yeah. knew it was what. And then I said, Bob, can you you help out a little bit of this? And and we did. And we got the president's expert witness, Brian Gills, to help us out on one section of the report. And we put it together. We found 42 false statements in a 10-page letter that he sent out there. Wow. That's an average of four false statements, over four false statements for each page of his Mm -hmm. letter. So, I mean, that is a line to a pathological extent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: It's just uh, atrocious. And in doing that, Brad Raffensperger literally betrayed everyone in the state of Georgia. He betrayed the governor. He betrayed the legislature. He betrayed uh, betrayed every single voter in the state uh, by lying to that magnitude. So we then took the report down. That press conference was on Wednesday. We've gotten, we got 33,000 hits on that in, in 12 hours Mm in record. And then we hand walked the report down and delivered it to every single member of the Georgia general assembly, because we knew they wouldn't read their emails. So we spent a couple hundred bucks and we had a half a dozen volunteers go down and uh, deliver it. And it was, it was fun. You know, it didn't take that long to go around to the offices, they you know. The legislators have been receptive. They know that there's something wrong. They don't trust Brad Raffensperger um, yeah. much more than you know we do as voters. So um so we you know we're getting a good reception down there and we're just going to yeah. continue doing that. And uh, hopefully we can get some of the changes we need into the primary so that we can preserve Georgia elections here.
1: I was gonna ask you, how do you see all this playing out? I mean, you've been fighting like a dog on this it won't let go for a long time. Uh, and you're getting some successes here and there, but you haven't gotten to the the, the you know pot of gold yet. So how do you see this playing out, do you think?
0: Well, we're getting more and more traction and mm-hmm. we have much more evidence to come. We're still just barely past the tip of the iceberg there are, there's a lot more to come out, and um, we're going to keep putting it out there until the, uh, the legislature is forced to address it, or, either the, or the governor, one or the other, or both.
1: Well, they didn't address it in the special session, so is it going to take a hopefully fair election to, to change things? When does the next session start? Do you know?
0: Well, we, G- Georgia is in session right now. The okay. Georgia Assembly is in session. We'll be down there. Thursday Friday. We've been meeting with legislators, mm-hmm. explaining the problems, we're showing them some evidence that we haven't mm-hmm. even released yet, and trying to get them to change the law, mm-hmm. while they have the chance to to uh, close down all these loopholes yeah. uh, that, that Senate Bill 202 left open.
1: Hmm. So you're trying to do a, a, a second tranche of the Election Reform Act. Uh, right. The, yeah.
0: That's what needs to be done, Todd. They need to uh, just go through and and fix all these loopholes that were left in 202, and then and then gotcha. uh, we can probably be assured that we'll have a, a a rock solid, you know, primary election. We can still get it done, but the legislature is going to have to move uh, on our recommendations.
1: Well, Garland, that's fantastic. Um, anything else you want to get out to the public while we got you?
0: Um, I think we've covered the highlights, uh, Todd. But I, again, as always, uh, we appreciate your coverage and all the listeners who are supporting us. And, uh, it's voterj.org. Uh, we we new, do need donations and because they keep stringing us out with these appeals. Mm-hmm. It costs us twenty seven, twenty eight hundred dollars just to get the, our court case transferred the, to the appeal yeah. court. And that doesn't include all the costs we'll get up there and plus the attorney's fees and all that. So, so uh,
1: you're you're working for free and then all the attorneys a lot of them are pro bono but they still have to feed their families so
0: well right they give us a really bargain basement rate you know we, we don't they don't charge us much at all and but but yeah that's exactly right and I am a volunteer so I don't take mm-hmm. any, any money it all goes to the to the you know, legal expenses
1: well thank you very much Garland we really appreciate you coming on at short notice and uh, we always it's great to Hear from the horse's mouth. So thank you very much.
0: Anytime, Todd. Thank you and C D me for all you all all you do. We
1: appreciate it.